Hi, welcome to another edition of Bringing Hope to Alzheimer's. I'm Ann Frazier, and today we're going to do something a little bit different. We're going to do a Q&A. And so I don't already know what these questions are, so we'll see how this goes. All right, we're ready. And how often do you wake up in the morning and just have a, a fear that all of a sudden dementia, your cognitive decline is going to creep back into your life? That's a very good question. I actually have dreams or I would call them nightmares maybe, but I do dream about it a lot that I do get full-blown Alzheimer's. So I guess if you were to psychologically analyze that, you could say that I have that fear in me still. I don't know if I'm gonna be cured. I'm not cured, there is no cure, but uh, we've been able to reverse back to 100%, but I don't know if that's going to hold for the rest of my life as long as I stay on my plan. That is my hope and my prayer, but it, I would say that it's something I think about quite often, unfortunately. You've talked a lot on your podcast about your, your routine, specifically your diet, some of your do's, some of your don'ts. What's your favorite cheat meal? <laughs> My favorite cheat meal is, well, pizza, first of all. I do get a gluten-free crust because I've really grown to love a couple places that have great gluten-free crusts. So I love pizza. And the cheese, I just try to get it with a little less cheese on it because that's not uh, very redeeming for me. But uh, the other one would be Mexican food. So again, trying to make the good, healthiest choices. But those are probably two of my most favorite things to eat. So you've embarked on this journey with the Night of Hope and, and your gala several years ago. What is the one, what's the one memory or one impact that you've had, whether it's it's just in the community or with an individual specifically, since you started this journey? Mm. So I would say I really love, there's so many aspects that I love, but my number one thing that I love the most is, first of all, letting people know that there is hope. And a lot of people don't really realize that. So even if, if I'm out speaking, um, at a public thing that I'm doing or at the gala when I speak and tell my story. Some people have come to the gala year after year and so they know my story, uh, but there's a lot of people who don't. But I also love people that I've met. So recently I've met someone who is going down the same path that I was going down and heard me on the radio. And I was on a, a radio show, uh, the Dana and Park, so the Dana Friends at Four, and she heard that and got in touch with me. And now she was diagnosed with early onset um, Alzheimer's and is now on her journey. She's still in the weeds, figuring out uh, all the things that she needs to do to change her lifestyle and her plan and how figuring out all the pieces of the individual parts for her. And uh, I always say, I wish I could meet someone that's like me, that has reversed, that I know personally. And I'm really, really excited to see her journey and uh, collaborate with other people. So there's been other people who weren't necessarily uh, diagnosed with early onset, but they were starting to have trouble and they didn't get tested. And they have made some big changes in their life and feel a lot sharper. So those, I love connecting with people I love knowing that I can give hope to people, and that probably is one of the things that means the most to me. 
So continuing on that line of uh, having a goal of, of bringing hope to people, let's fast forward three years from now. What in a perfect world, where, where do you see the, the uh, 501c3 that you put together uh, with the gala and all of the things that you do in the community, where do you see that three years from now in a perfect world? In a perfect world, we will be doing our podcast five days a week, dropping a podcast five days a week, and we are able to really continue to bring quality information and education to people that uh, people will be able to utilize. And we will, I don't know if we can do it in three years, but I would love if in Kansas City, we were one of the first cities to start seeing a decline in uh, diagnosis of dementia and Alzheimer's. Because if I can get out and meet as many people and talk to people, because we're really on that front side, we're on that preventative side where people who have a loved one that has Alzheimer's or some form of dementia, or they themselves are starting to notice that something's not quite right. I have people stop me and tell me this all the time in private. Those are the people that if they can just get started changing some big things in their life now before it becomes full-blown Alzheimer's, then that is key. So that we've really made a difference and we're continuing to make a difference. And uh, Kansas City sees their numbers drop because people are taking brain health seriously and being more on the preventative side. In a world of fast-paced social media, things like TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, what advice do you give to people that are, are leaning on social media channels to get some of their health information, whether it's right or wrong? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, I think that there is a lot of people out there talking about a lot of things. I think it's really important to do your homework and really source out where that information is coming from and really seek out what the, what the professional doctors are saying, like Dr. Dale Bredesen, Dr. Daniel Amen. There's so many different doctors, Dr. David Perlmutter. There's a lot of doctors that are in this realm that have hard science that you should really be double checking with them. Uh, there's a lot of sources of people that don't know anything about reversal, and they're going to maybe give the wrong advice because there's a lot of people who have no idea that you can do something. So I would say whatever you hear, you want to do your homework and check that because that's super important. You can't believe everything you hear on the internet. I know that's a shocker, but. <laughs> so again, continuing down that path, what, and I think this is an important message, what is it that you tell people whether it's themselves or a loved one who gets a diagnosis from, a, let's say, a primary care physician, maybe even a neurologist, and it is to go home, get your affairs in order, um, and take these pills. Mm. Mm. That happens a lot. I think that there are some people who don't want to change. No one wants Alzheimer's. No one asks for Alzheimer's. It's a horrid disease. I don't know of any disease that is good. I think Alzheimer's is especially cruel um, because I've lived it. But I think that there's so many things you can do to change your brain. And uh, it, is a, it is known so far that if you're really far down, by the time somebody gets diagnosed, 
Um, many times they're really kind of further into that disease. But I think people these days are a little bit more proactive about their health. And so if that's the, if somebody says, you know, take these pills, good luck, get your fares in order, this is all downhill from here. I think that that's super hopeless. And if I wouldn't have seen brain scans that have physically changed because of doing some really healthy brain things that that would be specific to different people, but there's things people can do in general. If I wouldn't have seen that, those brain scans and, and saw how you can make your brain better, I never knew that. I never knew that you could actually make your brain better. You can actually... Like when people get Alzheimer's and dementia, their brain actually starts shrinking and the hypothalamus starts shrinking. And when you look at brain scans after someone's been on like what I'm on the recode protocol and you see people and their brain actually grows again, their brain actually fills in some of those voids. That is amazing. And I think that's one of the biggest things that jazzes me up so much to get my message out is that you can change your brain. There's so many things you can do to sharpen your memory. And if you have been diagnosed with some form of dementia, there's so many things that you can do. Again, there is no cure. And there are certain types of dementia that you might not see. Um, if somebody falls and they have a traumatic brain injury, sometimes there's things that people can't uh, reverse. But if it's, if it's true Alzheimer's, and especially if it's caught early, you can absolutely change things, and, and it's very important that you seek out second, maybe third opinions of some other forms of medical care. Hey, we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to return back to the podcast in just a moment, but we wanted to do a quick infomercial, and we wanted to tell you that we are looking for sponsors for our podcast. So if you or anyone you know have been affected by Alzheimer's and you're loving our podcast, then we would absolutely love to talk to you. You know, we are not only, we're based here out of Kansas City, but we have listeners all over the United States and in fact, all over the world, which is really fun and exciting to see where people tune in from. So France, Australia, all kinds of different places. And that's really, really cool to see our reach go so far. And we are hoping to take our podcast to two days a week. So in order to do that, we are looking for some podcast sponsors. So if you or anyone you know would love to have an infomercial about your wonderful company, we would love to spotlight you. And so please reach out to us and at email us at info at thenightofhope.com and we will reach out to you and we can talk about all the different levels that we have. You can sponsor for one month, three months, or a year. We'd love to talk to you about that. So thanks so much. And again, reach out to us by emailing us at info at thenightofhope.com. Thanks so much. Now we'll return back to the podcast. You give a lot of talks throughout the community right now on brain health and, and ways to get a healthy brain and, and prevent some of these challenges down the road. If, if someone's listening to this and they're part of an organization and they think maybe it would be good to have you come in and speak, what, what would be your ideal group and what would the ideal age range of that group be that needs to start listening to this message of, you know, you can control your brain health long-term? Mm. So really any age, 
again, our mission statement is we are bringing hope to Alzheimer's through teaching people about brain health, early detection, prevention, and the potential of reversal. So again, if you've got people who are worried about their own brain, they could be 30 years old, and that would be a great person who would want to listen to um, our message. If you had somebody who's in their 70s and they're starting to experience some cognitive issues, again, there are studies that, that are shown people like in their 70s who are starting to get Alzheimer's disease are also being able to reverse out of that. It's amazing. So there's really not an age. I have given talks at senior communities and sometimes the people who come in uh, to that talk are the, the children or the grandchildren of their loved one that's in that community, or it's the spouse of someone in that community. And there are some of the people that do have dementia that come in to my talks. And so really all ages and all demographics are great because this is information that anybody, there are things you can start doing today to change your brain. And uh, you don't have to have a bunch of fancy things. It's really, really, there's some great things like getting great sleep, getting eight hours of really good quality sleep, exercising, exercising and getting your your blood pumping like an aerobic type exercise where you're getting your, your blood pumping through your body that's actually going through the brain and kind of, I call it clearing out the cobwebs, you know, getting more vegetables in your diet. Start, start with that. Just start getting more vegetables and less sugar in your diet. I mean, there's things that people can start doing today. So when I speak to groups, I try to give them hands-on things they can start doing today if this is something that they're concerned about. And I keep seeing a, a prominent individual on social media right now who is referring to uh, Alzheimer's as type 3 diabetes. Do you see a correlation with uh, blood sugar, uh, insulin resistance, and diabetes, or is it just too early to really put those, those things together, in your opinion? So again, I'm not a doctor or a nurse or any medical field at all, but um, from all of the studies and the things that I do, I, I research this out all the time. So it was told to me back in uh, 2017 that Alzheimer's is considered three things, type 3 diabetes, inflammatory disease, and a lifestyle disease. So it is absolutely sugar-fed. There's so many things that sugar will absolutely wreak havoc on your body. So just like if you have arthritis, that is a weakness or an area of inflammation in your body, and sugar will go right to it if you have something full of sugar, and it'll make it more inflamed. So sugar wreaks havoc on your body. It is not good for you. It is like pouring gasoline on a fire. It kind of just flares everything up. So if you have cognitive uh, deficits, then that is a weakness in your body, just like arthritis can be. So from my studies and everything that I have been looking and learning is that I have a compromised brain. So when I eat sugar, it doesn't, it'll go to my brain and wreak more havoc. It kind of causes an inflammation in my brain. So that's not good for me. And, and really sugar is not good for anyone, but it is in everything. So one of my rules of thumb is if I'm eating something or drinking something that has more than five grams of sugar per serving, I typically try to stay away from it. So I think there's a lot of truth to that.
You have a special musical guest that is coming to the 2024 gala. Let's remind everyone who that is. I do. So Jay Allen, he's a country music singer, and he, he's been singing for quite a while, but he really started getting known when he was on The Voice in the fall of 2022. And his mom passed away at the age of 54 of early onset Alzheimer's. And he's kind of made it his mission to help find a cure. And so when we connected and he heard about my story, uh, like many people say, I've never heard of this before. So we really hit it off. Jay Allen will be at this year's gala. He is our headline speaker and he's bringing his guitarist and they're actually going to be singing about five or six songs for us. And he's got an amazing story. He's an amazing guy. And he is kicking off his new U.S. tour that starts February 1st. And he'll be ending his tour at the night of the gala. So we're super, super excited to have him. He's amazing. If you have not checked him out, you should go online right now and check him out. He's a really special guy. And I really, really am excited. So you've talked a lot on your podcast about your your plan, whether it's nutrition or exercise, even some new things that you continually incorporate in. What's what's the most challenging part of your plan? That's a great question. So as many of you might know, I sell real estate full time and I also run uh, this 501c3 full time. So I work a lot of hours. And so stress control is one of my biggest triggers And so I am constantly battling my schedule and having some downtime because anyone who knows me knows that I am a go-getter. I love people. I love all the things that I do. And I love marrying these two things together because, again, selling houses, I get to work with really great people and help them buy, sell, or invest in the largest asset they'll ever have. And in Night of Hope, I also get to give information. I used to be a teacher in another life, and I love the education part of it. And when you've been changed in your life in such a dramatic way for the positive, like I want to shout it from the mountaintops. I want to really share that message because it is so hopeful. And so so my passion sometimes overrides like my daily schedule, and I book myself really tight. And so I hate to be late. If anybody knows me, I hate to be late. It's a lot of pressure just to make sure that I'm ending my, starting my meetings on time, ending them on time, giving myself time to just relax, take a few deep breaths if I'm feeling stressed. So stress is probably my biggest problem that I am constantly battling because it, 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 it can really wreak havoc on my brain. You don't talk very much about your real estate business and your real estate career, which you do full time, but why would it be advantageous for someone who maybe has a a mother or a father or, or parents that need to downsize, need to go into some type of memory care facility? Why should they work with someone like you versus just any other realtor? And what special skill set do you have in those situations that you bring to the table? Ah, well, I, I've, I've, I've lived this with my parents. So my parents and, and I've seen aunts and uncles and grandparents, but when you are a family member and you're having to take care of all the things of 
getting your loved one into a memory care or assisted living or something, there the pressure and all the things that you're trying to do is so much that there's a lot of, of real estate agents who are great, but they haven't walked that road. So they're more transactional and more and more relational. So in those aspects, I can truly say, I understand what you're going through. I can love on those families. I can help them walk them through that whole thing. And as a team, we have actually made systems. So one of the biggest things I hear people say is, oh my gosh, my mom or my dad or my parents have lived in this house for 50 years. They lived through the depression, so they have kept everything. I don't even know where to begin. That's when you call us. We can help you through all of that. We have wonderful, wonderful vendors that we use for estate sales, for cleanouts, for all the different aspects. It is overwhelming. And what we want to do as the Frazier team is make sure that you are doing what you need to be doing to love on your loved one and get them. We, we work with companies that help walk you through and hold your hand through the placement, finding a great community that fits your, your, your loved one's finances, that fits their needs, all of those things. And so, again, we have a whole community of vendors and, and, and relationships with businesses here in Kansas City that we work with that are so fabulous, and they have the same passion that I do, and they want to love on these families and really help them. So we are great connectors and we also, like I said, can come alongside families and we have this whole system built out where we're helping you walk through each step and we come up with a really good plan. And if we have to move our plan a little bit, we move the plan, but we're going to love on you through it and really make sure that your family's feeling cared for and loved. And I think that's just huge for me and for our team. Okay. Last question. If someone wants to get involved with your organization, how can they do that? We always are looking for great help. And so, and volunteers, we've got so many things coming up that we're going to need more help with. So if you want to go to our website, which is thenightofhope.com, and you can fill out that you want to volunteer, or you can email us at info at thenightofhope.com, and that will alert us to who you are, what you, that you're interested. And we'll be able to like find out like what your availability is, what, what do you like to do, and then plug you in into those areas. So we are always looking for great help because we are a 501c3. And a lot of the things that we do, we just don't have the funds to be able to do without the help of others. So we would love to have people who want to help and volunteer. Well, that was a fun day of question and answer. Hopefully that you guys got some information that was helpful for you. Thank you so much for listening. I really do appreciate all the people that listen to this and I hope that it's helpful for you. Thanks again for tuning in and we'll catch you next time on Bringing Hope to Alzheimer's.